0: Hey, this is R Dub from Sunday Night Slow Jams, and you're listening to hashtag DadSwag, the swaggiest place on earth, for all fathers and father figures alike. And now, here's your host, my brother, JC. good was good my dad's white peeps and let me tell you something it is so good to be back and by back i mean last week i was unable to record my episode due to the fires in california if you've been watching the news you know that california's been struck by a lot of fires going on and the fires in proximity to my home well let's just say uh we we prepared for the worst you know and by the grace of god the warnings have been lifted um the fires have been contained Um, but excuse the noise in the background. If you can hear the background noise, it's, (laughs) it's my air purifier. Um, so, um, it's good to be back. It's good to get back to the regular program. I felt like last week I was missing out on my routine and I felt, uh, a little displaced and, um, I'm just happy and I'm, I'm, I'm grateful and I praise God and I thank God that, he worked it all out. You really have no idea how happy I am to say welcome or welcome back. I'm your host JC and you were listening to the Hashtag Daswag podcast season one episode 10. We finally made it to the 10th episode. That is a milestone for me. I have enjoyed every step of this journey and it's only going to get better. It's only going to get more exciting. I can't wait to continue on to the next 10 and the next 10 you know i want to start this episode i want to talk about fatherhood and stages of fatherhood etc but in good conscience man i i'm heavy today i'm heavy today with everything that's going on in the world all the hate all the hurt all the selfishness all the bitterness the natural disasters the fires the hurricane I'm, I'm heavy today so if you don't mind I posted a prayer on my Facebook and I'd like to share that with you now before I jump into the podcast I just want to open the podcast today with a prayer so if you're listening if you can if you would bow your head close your eyes or just focus on what the prayer is about then uh, I'd appreciate it gracious and merciful Father God I humble myself before you in hopes that others who may see or hear this will also agree and therefore we will virtually gather and agree on your word and, and your promise since your word says where two or three shall gather there you will be in the midst. I, personally, am a testament that prayer changes things because there is strength in prayer. I lay my transgressions at your feet, at your throne, at your cross, and present myself to you in faith. You, Father, God, part of the Red Sea. You raised Lazarus from the dead. You said, peace be still and calm the storm. Our world has been rocked this year. Our country ravaged by hate and selfishness even in this post even in this prayer my brothers and sisters will say amen in agreement but still hate each other because of their differences there just seems to be a lot going on right now Lord now you know my heart you know I'm not perfect though my faith is strong my flesh is weak but I'm not just weak Lord, I'm tired. I'm tired of my brothers and sisters being killed by police. I'm tired of my brothers and sisters being killed by each other. I'm tired of the fires. I'm tired of the smoke in the air. I'm tired of the hurricanes, and tornadoes. I'm tired of the coronavirus. God, I'm tired of the coronavirus. I'm tired of the hypocrisy. I'm tired of the people trying to tell me how and when I can say your name or sing your praise. I'm just so very tired, Lord. You said in your word the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but you come to give life abundantly. And now, I'm calling you out. Lord, I'm calling you out on your own words. I believe in your word. I believe it is the bread and the life. All we have experienced this year is stealing, killing, and destroying. And up to this point it seems no end in sight. So tell me God, when does the life abundantly part happen? Please be with all the families that are mourning a senseless loss of another family member, whether it be by the hands of a police officer, whether it be by the hands of a neighbor. Please be with everyone. In the Gulf Coast. Where do we go from here, Lord? <laughs> you ask us to trust and obey, but it's not that easy. What are we trusting? What are we obeying? We're confused as a nation. We're confused as a people. We're confused as the world. We don't know who to trust or who to obey because we're too busy putting our faith and our trust in man when we should be putting our faith and trust in you. We could really use your guidance. We could really use your grace. We could really use your favor. We're tired. We're weak. We're angry. We're scared and we're lost. Please help us find our way back. Help us find our way back to you as a people, as a nation. We need you now more than ever. ask all these things humbly and graciously amen my family and I send our love and prayers to those who were impacted by Hurricane Laura and we're also sending our love to those who are affected and infected by the hate that's going around in the world Republican Democrat independent gay straight christian atheist otherwise it doesn't matter you're my brothers or my sisters i have love for all of you so if you're still here if you're still listening thank you for allowing me the opportunity to do that um get that off my chest release some of this heaviness as a christian as somebody who says he loves you and supports you and wants to empower you and uplift you the best way i know how to do that is pray for you so with that being said let's jump right in season one episode 10 today we're going to talk about the father figure fathering with love not dna you guys remember that saying blood is thicker than water that saying is equally as stupid (laughs) as it is true so i've started saying blood is thicker than water but love is thicker than blood here's the facts DNA may make you a father but love makes you a dad DNA may give you rights but love gives you privileges like I said in a previous episode for all you men out there who choose to love a child that does not have your DNA that does not look like you that you didn't have the pleasure In creating but you're taking on the responsibility of raising I have the utmost respect for you whether you've gotten to a place where this child or these children love you and respect you enough to call you dad or whether you're in this place where this child or these children have the you're not my dad mentality I still respect you the same Whether you've chosen to be an adoptive father, whether you're stepping in as a stepfather, or you're a godfather, all these titles have father in them, and with that, they all have a certain responsibility that come with them. Responsibilities that someone has lost or given up, one way or another. So again, for you to step in and willingly take on that responsibility, man. I feel like you were built different. You are a special kind of man. You're a special kind of human being. Now, whenever I discuss hashtag dad swag, you know the podcast of the movement, etc for the sake of like interview purposes, I always say the same thing. I always say hashtag dad swag is about iron sharpening iron. The mission is to change the perception of fathers and father figures by changing the narrative of fatherhood. Now, by now, we know what a father is or isn't, right? But what's a father figure? And we've discussed um, stepfathers, adoptive fathers, and godfathers, but a father figure expands even further than that. You know, a father figure is a variety of things, it could be a relative, it could be an uncle, it could be a grandfather, it could be a teacher or a youth leader, a pastor, a coach even. If you were speaking life, if you were providing love, if you are um, investing time and in creating memories and building character, if you are standing in the gap between a child and fatherlessness, be it temporary or permanent, you're a father figure. Now I know I may take some heat from this, but understand this is just a matter of opinion and I do believe that it's definitely circumstantial but in some instances the father figure role is or can be the most important role in a child's life and ultimately the role with the most pressure amongst the parenting positions now before you get mad at me fill me out on this as a father figure as any of the type of father figures that I named you're facing an uphill battle an unfair battle, needless to say, but definitely uphill. And again, I said it's circumstantial. I know that some circumstances are different than the others, but in general, you are facing an uphill battle. You have to show this child or these children that they are a blessing and not a burden. And let me say this about the stepfather role, and no disrespect to any of the father figures, but the stepdad role has the highest pressure. Not only are you trying to build a relationship with a child or children, but you also have a mother who will be analyzing every parental decision you make. She will micromanage the way you talk, the way you act, the way you handle certain situations when it comes to her children. Ultimately, you could love this woman so much. You could have been with her for some time. You could be ready to, uh uh-oh, uh-oh, put a ring on it. But if you are unsuccessful in being able to facilitate, to some degree, a positive relationship with her child or her children, that could ultimately end this relationship. But you also have to understand that if it's gotten to this point, that's a different type of love. That's a different level of trust when a mother trusts you with her child or her children. Well, I <laughs> the brace on that. That's assuming that the mom is loving and she's responsible and that she loves you because you're a good guy, you're responsible, you're respectful, and she sees a future with you, opposed to you being a bum. But I'm speaking from an optimistic standpoint and believing that uh, your lady or the mother of these uh, children or this child does love her child and wants the best for him or her or them and sees you as the best option to take the place of the father figure because i can go deep into the latter but since i'm on the topic of the latter let me just say this real quick if you are not sure or if you are not ready or if you are incapable of loving a child that's not yours if you're not ready to fulfill the fatherless void then don't don't get involved with that woman just because she's bad even though you know she has children Don't file those adoption papers. Don't accept the role of a godfather or a godparent if asked. Don't be a youth pastor. Don't be a coach. Just don't. Because your voice and your actions could be the biggest benefit or the biggest detriment to this child or these children's lives. You know, for me, in my life, I've had plenty of father figures. Some that poured into me, others that took away. Coming from a family with eight uncles, I had two of them that actually wanted to adopt me prior to my dad getting custody. Because the man in my mother's home was a drug abuser, womanizer, violently abusive to her and I, and he was also a VIP in a guard gated resort that looks over the water. It's called San Quentin. (laughs) Now all my uncles played a role in my life, some more than others, but the two that I'm talking about that wanted to adopt me, well, they they saved my life. At least what could have become of my life since the most consistent example I had was, let's just say not ideal. Now I myself, I'm not a godfather, but I am a proud uncle. (laughs) I do have nieces and nephews. And even though their fathers are active and involved, whenever my nieces and nephews are with me, I try to pour my love and attention into them. I try to speak life and wisdom into them. I just try to be an extension of their fathers. So at no point, no time in their lives are they without a father figure. When they're with me, whether it be for the day or for the night or the weekend. I'm reinforcing their father's love by reinforcing the morals and the standards that are set by them. And that's another thing I'll say real quick about the father figure role. If you're in the father figure position and that child or these children wanna have a relationship with their biological father, it is not your position to say no. That is up to their mother. However, it is your position to support if support is needed help facilitate that relationship mend the broken bond or support the bond that's already there okay let's have some fun let's look at some of the more iconic father figures in my lifetime and maybe one that's not so much in my lifetime let's look at the sitcom this is us there's two father figures in that show you have jack pearson and you have kevin pearson the reason i say jack pearson is he is the father and a dad to kate and kevin who are his biological kids and he adopted randall and please don't get mad i understand that he adopted randall from birth and raised him and loved him as his own and and i'm not minimizing that but the fact of the matter is later on in the season randall has a relationship with his biological father Jack is a dad, but he's Randall's father figure. Kevin, on the other hand, who is Randall's adoptive brother, is the father figure to Randall's daughters. Whenever they can't talk to their dad, they call Uncle Kevin and they know that they're going to get the answer that they want to hear or need to hear, but it's a little different when it's coming from somebody that's not your biological father. I think we can all agree that we've had that uncle or even that aunt or grandparent that if dad or mom says something then we run to that that other figure and if they say the same thing we receive it better okay let's look at a few more Um, Carl Winslow now he wasn't a relative godfather stepfather anything he was actually just a neighbor but through the whole 10 seasons, you never seen Steve Urkel's dad. What you did see was Carl show Steve how to fight, show him how to drive. You've seen how much Carl's words, good, bad, or indifferent, affected Steve. That's a father figure. And you can blame my wife for some of these analogies, because since COVID started, we now have every streaming service available for the most part. Um, But we've been binge watching, you know, a lot of these old 90s sitcoms. An interesting one, though, is the sitcom Step by Step. This one's about the upper middle class family. She's coming into the relationship with um, two girls and a boy, and he's coming into the relationship with uh, two boys and a girl. And what's interesting about this is that this blended family, the the man's kids, Frank's kids, never call Carol mom, and Carol's kids never call Frank dad. But you can see that there is at least a mutual respect in the sense of Carol's kids respect Frank enough to abide by his rules and um go by his disciplines, etc. But it's always kind of awkward when he gives a discipline. And vice versa too. But they respect him enough to regard him as the man of the house, but they don't ever reach that point of calling him dad. What's even more interesting is that there's a lot of your kids, my kids' dynamic up until the end seasons when they have a daughter together and it kind of bridges that gap. Now they have a real commonality amongst the family. And of course, you cannot mention great father figures on tv without mentioning the ultimate tv father figure and that's none other than uncle phil from the fresh prince of bel-air and when i think about fatherless homes and fatherlessness and and the effects of uh not having a father in the home i think about that scene where will's dad leaves him and he's screaming at the top of his lungs talking about how You know, he drove his first car without him. He he learned how to shoot his first jump shot without him. And then he turns to Uncle Phil. And then he says, why doesn't my dad want me? And that's what I'm talking about. Uncle Phil had to be the ultimate example for Will because he felt abandoned. He felt like a burden. Uncle Phil showed Will that he was a blessing. And at the end when he gives him that hug... It's so emotional because without any words that's like uncle phil saying he doesn't want you but i do he may not care about you but i do he may not love you but i do that scene right there encompasses everything that i'm talking about today that shows the power that a father figure a true father figure can have and for my last father figure it's Joseph you may know him as Saint Joseph or you may know him as Jesus' dad but he wasn't Jesus' father he didn't create Jesus and that, that's a whole that's a sermon that I'm not qualified to give but at the end of the day he was a father figure the ultimate father figure in my opinion but like I said before man if you're a stepfather an adoptive father or a godfather Or any of the father figure types that I named you have my utmost respect your job isn't easy and in my opinion your job holds the highest pressure when it comes to the parenting position and it doesn't get the credibility it deserves but I see you and I want you to know that I feel like you're built differently I feel like It takes a different type of person to love a child that's not his so you have my utmost respect because personally if it wasn't for the father figures in my life the positive ones i wouldn't know where i'd be so thank you so i encourage you father figures keep speaking love keep giving attention keep investing time keep encouraging keep supporting keep doing what you're doing because it's important because it's needed and most of all it's appreciated but if you're in this role if you're in any father role or father figure role you know what to do look down below check for the IG pages that I posted and build your dad community Put men around you to help you on your father figure or your fatherhood journey. We all need that support. But that's it. That's all I got for this week. I promise you, I'll be back next week, God willing. Always remember, iron sharpens iron. And until next time, love and blessings to you and yours, for me and mine.